In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, we talk about our favorite rock and roll flute solos, we evolve our show to include the ASMR category, and we tackle a listener-inspired topic about lead generation and how to make your leads not suck. Hey everybody, it's Brian Neal, co-host of the Advanced Selling Podcast with my good friend Bill Caskey. Kind of screwed Thanks up the, the end there. there. Like that. Awful. Well, did, that, that's you, okay. Didn't know where I was. So we uh, we're here every Monday. The Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast in podcast history. Glad that you are here. If you're a new listener, please go to the LinkedIn group on LinkedIn for the Advanced Selling Podcast. We're pressing in on 11,000 members there, and Bill and I are starting to uh, be a little more active in that group. Mess around, play around in there. And uh, we've been on the road. We're going back on the road. Bill, I think we're going to Cleveland. I'm are going, we? I'm going to Cleveland. You're going to Cleveland? Yeah. Good. Well, Which we, I'm really excited we, about. Great. Yeah, yeah. Good, good listener. Good opportunity for us to get out there. So um, uh, if you want us to come see you, send us an email, listener at com, and put it in the subject line, come see us, and we promise you we will give you a great show with a lot of usable ideas and things like that. Well, today's podcast is brought to you by PandaDoc. If you need help creating beautiful sales proposals, visit pandadoc.com slash ASP to download your copy of Elements of a Winning Sales Proposal and Outreach.io. If you want to make your team a revenue-driving machine, Outreach.io slash ASP is where to go to learn more about them. So, Bill, you know, you and I both love music. We like music trivia things. This is less of a trivia thing, but got me thinking about something. Uh, and again, it's going to call back a little bit to some 60s and 70s type music, which I know our young listeners probably could care less about. Yeah. But I was listening to a song, and it made me think about a question that I never knew the answer to. So I'm going to play the song for you. Okay. Here it goes. <laughs> I could listen to that the Isn't whole episode. That beautiful? Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Do we really have to talk? What I Can't just hit just... mute. Didn't I? Don't put me in charge of the board. Yeah. Isn't this nice? It's nice. You know Are who you that is? Ask me who it is. I wasn't. That wasn't part of the deal. You can guess it if you want. I think it's Marshall Tucker. It is Marshall Tucker. You are correct. Okay, you are correct. What I love about that, though, and it got me thinking about it. What are some famous flute solos? In rock oh, yeah, music, yeah. because that's a, it opens up exactly. So what, why would we give away the flute? So um, that's a really good one. Do you have some other flute oh, solos? And I wonder if our listeners would have some fun, famous flute solos from uh, the rock and roll days. Well, now, there's one band that's really popular with the flute. Do you know that Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull. Ian yeah, Anderson, Tull. really famous uh, yeah. guy. I'm two for um, two guys. That's really so you're really you're really on this. What about? What about Edgar Winter? I know that that was a hard metallic rock, but it seemed to me like there was that they cushioned that with some flute. Maybe not. Yeah. Jethro Tull is the obvious one. Yeah, Maybe. there's a uh, song by the Beastie Boys to bring it into a little modern era called Sure Shot. It's got a wonderful flute solo in there. Okay. And then uh, Men at Work from the uh-huh, 80s. Uh-huh. They, have, they have the right. little flute in their, uh, in their action there. So, um, oh, here's one, Boz Skaggs, Lowdown. Oh, yeah. Lowdown oh, has yeah. a flute Lowdown. solo in there, awesome. doesn't it? Awesome. But don't song. you wonder, you're making rock music, and you're like, uh, okay, I think this is where the flute solo should yeah. come in. And it's not one of those instruments that you're kind of thinking, you know, 
Or did the writer, the, the person who created the song in the first place, were they an avid flutist? Yeah, and so they always, whoever wrote, that was probably the same person who wrote all Is those Is it a things. flutist or a flautist? Flautist, I don't know. Flutist? <laughs> I don't know. Flautist. Oh, that's really that's funny. That's good. So famous flute solos, if you have those, put those up in the LinkedIn group, and then we'll start talking about sales here in a minute. Um, hey, if, have you ever sent a sales proposal and wondered if your prospect even saw it? Yes. I have. Yes. Well, with Panda Doc, you'll no longer be left in the dark when that happens. PandaDoc can help you create, send, e-sign, and even track every proposal you'll send. Their detailed document tracking allows you to see where deals are stuck by telling you how long your recipient spent on each page of your proposal. You can try PandaDoc for free for 14 days at pandadoc.com ASP. And while you're there, download your free copy of Elements of a Winning sales proposal. Go to pandadoc.com forward slash ASP. And while you're there again, get your free copy of Elements of a Winning Sales Proposal. If you do sales proposals, that uh, freebie is worth its weight. It's really good. Hey man, it's, it's really so good. nice to yeah. know where your stuff is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You send it over in the email and you have no idea people opened it. So go check it out. All right. Topic today is lead generation. Yeah. Topic today was uh, informed by an email that we got from a gentleman named Forrest. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me tell you, let's see if I can read it here really quickly. Forrest says, I love the podcast. I discovered it about a month ago and am listening to three to five of your shows per day. So that's cool. Uh, He goes on to talk about his sales background, which was uh, business to consumer, mm-hmm. and now it's B two B, and he is struggling with lead generation. And they they did sixty million last year, and never they never had a salesperson. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Now they've hired him as a salesperson, and so he's wondering if he should go to a service that that uh, generates leads yeah. for the company, a contract service, or should he do it himself? Should he pay to set appointments, whatever you want to call it, leads appointments? So. Brian and I talked a little bit about this dilemma that companies have about, well, well what is the lead generation system? Is yep. it up to the salesperson, which it is in most companies, or is it up to an internal person like an SDR or some type of inside sales staff that generates mm-hmm. leads, makes calls for appointments, or do you go outside externally and find an agency that does yeah. that? Yeah, and that, that was the question I think that uh, Forrest asked us was, he's thinking about going to an outside agency, and Bill and I both have opinions about that because we've seen some outside agencies, of course, with our podcast and our experience in sales coaching. We get talked to by those people because our prospects could be theirs. And I have not seen a lot of those be very effective. I think Bill, you have the same mm-hmm. deal. And some of them are, and they still exist, so that I'm sure there's some give and take there. But the question always comes up is who's responsible for it, and, and how do I know if, what's, do, what's going well? Right, because what happens inevitably is salespeople, by nature, I'm talking to you, listeners, and you say, "My company just doesn't give me enough leads. You don't give me enough leads." This is what you start with. I don't get, and I don't get anything. So then, marketing or this outside agency or the SDR BDR person starts to give you leads, and then what do they say, Bill? These leads aren't very good. These leads suck. Is yeah. what they. Well, the leads good. suck. Yeah. They're not good. Uh, and so somewhere in there, there's some issue or some problems with lead generation itself. So we wanted to ban- uh, kick around a little bit the idea of what should you do as a salesperson? How should you think about lead generation? What should you do about it? Wh- no matter what system you're in, whether you're doing it yourself, your internal marketing team or BDR SDR group is doing it or an outside agency. We, we want to coach you on how to be a good um, user 
of lead generation systems and methodologies here. Okay. So can I start with a oh, premise? Please, please. Let's start with a I premise. Premises. Someone needs to do it. Yeah. Can we start Good. there? Yes, yes, yes. Because yes, many yes. times the sales professional, yes. I know we get busy and we have our current clients that we're taking care of and we have prospects that we're engaged with and in process with. But if your lead generation stops and no one's doing it, that's the worst of all scenarios. So you can find fault with external, you can find fault with internal, you can say, look, it's really difficult for me to do it, but someone has to be doing it. Someone's got to be paying attention to it. Maybe not 40 hours a week, but a certain number of hours per week, you need to be out there in the market and getting away from obscurity where nobody knows who the hell you are, how to find you. Yeah, for sure. So someone needs to do it. So do you want to start with... You want to start with when we are doing it ourselves? Uh, sure. Yeah, and, that's a good and place. maybe talk about sure. what that looks like, and then we'll move quickly, though, into the other two, because yeah, I think sure. we've talked a lot about prospecting on this podcast. We have. I, I don't think you can ever talk about it too much. But So what would be one or two things that you would coach people on today? Yeah, the, my first element I wrote down, and I think this would actually, would I say transcend the three? I wouldn't say that, would I? It would go over all three mechanisms. Would, on, yeah. would, it, would it be yeah. all of them? is that you all need to have the same data around your ideal client. You have to have the exact same, um, as we say, playing off the same sheet of music. God, I hate when I use bad cliche the things. Same but I couldn't think Singing of out of the same <laughs> hymnal? Or what? The what same hymn, hymn book? Book hymn? Hymn book? I don't know. Yeah, let's make sure we're singing out of the same hymnal. Or oh, jeez. I hate when I say those things, but I just did. But you so did, there's yeah. that. I say them. I don't like, can't think of another. It's like as they're coming way. out. I know. Like, like, I should I, not be saying this. <laughs> totally. I used to say that's like a shot of Jägermeister in college, right? As it's going down, it needs to be coming right back up. Like <laughs> shot on a string, I used to say. Um, let's see. So um, make sure that you, your BDR, SDRs, and or your agency or your marketing team, you're all, all working from the exact same uh, ideal client definition. And what we teach around here, we talk about dividing it into two sections, demographic and psychographic, good, better, best. That should be a document that you hand somebody. And if you don't have that created, you will always struggle with lead generation. You'll get in this deal where the marketing team thinks they're doing great and giving you things, and then you'll you'll have your own definition of what it is. But you have to have um, common ground on the ideal client, Yeah, number one. I would say also... And this kind of goes to what you said, Brian. I think there's got to be a consistent, and I want to use a word here that I have no clue what it means, but I love it when I hear it. And I think I could appreciate it enough to be able to understand it. And that's the word ethos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I feel I've been it. wanting to use that word since it. I got up this morning. Why don't we do an AMSR episode? <laughs> okay. Ethos. This is the ethos. You do. <laughs> Can you hear that? Then I'll do it. On the <laughs> do it your mic. We're now into AMSR here. Okay, ASP. Sorry. So ethos is the is just the soul. What yes. is the soul of this lead generation? Is it only about generating a massive number of discussions? Because if it is, that's where that's the first point of failure. Is it's all about numbers and not about serving mm-hmm. prospects mm-hmm. and not about really trying to understand if they have a situation that we can help them to, to bring our value to bear on? Or is it just about numbers? If it's just about numbers, you're going to get crappy leads. You just yep. are. And it's the same with you. When, when I go out and just need numbers, I get crap. You do. 
You do. Not, not that the people are crap, although some, uh, <laughs> but it's more that I'm just, I'm just not filtering anything through, I'm not filtering leads through any kind of a prism that allows me to say, this person really has a problem. I think you can help them, Brian. Yes. Oh, that's really good. Really, really good. Uh, all right. Here's another bit of advice. Maybe I'm, I'm kind of tired and edgy today. I feel like I'm kind of really? edgy. I don't know. Maybe it's coming through. So your well, what I typed down, yeah, I don't know, because I wrote down, get over yourself. <laughs> now, okay. here's what I meant by get over yourself. Everyone, like, it's like salespeople feel like they're entitled to perfect leads. It feels that way to me sometimes. Like, so what the salespeople will complain about the leads, no matter where they come from, even if it's like, you know, their own, they'll say, well, the you know, leads this, leads that. And I'm like... It's not your job. Your job is to take the pool of leads that you get and discern which ones are the good and the bad. And in the medium ones, it's your job to create a compelling case, connect with people that turns a kind of a medium bad lead into a good lead into a customer. And there's a process to do that. That If you listen to the podcast, we talk about all the time. That to me is really, really important. If you want to argue that the company should give you perfect leads, you're running the risk of saying, I don't need a sales team. Because if I can get the lead generation mechanism so good, I don't need, I don't need sales people. Bill's recording himself. His recording just system just broke. His uh, <laughs> gorilla tripod thing that you put on a phone for a camera just <sighs> fell off. Um, you should put the legs straight up. Like well, it's dead. I, yeah, I, it was working for about <laughs> 10 seconds. So... Um, that that idea that you're not going to get great leads, and what do you want? What do you mean by that? Are you telling me you're lazy? You know what I mean? It's like, well, I want I want to work out, but I want the workout to be easy mm-hmm. on me. Can mm-hmm. we just walk instead of run? You know, can we bench just the bar and not put any weights on it today? But I still want to be really strong, personal trainer. But don't make it hard on me. Well, that's what Forrest said in his email is that they did fifty million dollars a year right. with no salespeople. <laughs> right. So obviously they have some kind of a lead generation yeah. or customer acquisition program. Yeah. But I think the second thing there is I agree with you, and I even said just just relax, just allow people yeah. to send you somebody. Maybe there was something that was said, or that maybe yeah. the maybe they planted a seed that you're not now going to have yes. to harvest. And don't make judgments on these things. Who knows? You don't, you know, like I always use the Sam Walton. You never know when Sam Walton walks into your booth because he looks like an old man. Well, he's obviously not old yeah. anymore. He's, he's, he's passed. passed. But, but in the old days of the hardware shows where he would go around to all these places, he was still Sam Walton, but nobody recognized him because he wasn't a yeah. brand. Yeah. And he would come in with an old hat, old uh, scruffy sh- shoes, and and but... That was Sam Walton. He had a checkbook that was worth billions of dollars. You don't know. You don't know when someone comes in your booth. You don't know when someone's on the phone. They could, their brother could be the CEO of uh, blah, blah, blah. So just treat, you know, I think we judge quickly and sometimes, and I'm guilty of that, but just treat people, and and the same with your internal people, is just allow them for some failure. Just Just allow some mistakes. I love it. Got something else? Well, I, I kind of move to the internal part here, yeah, let's where do it. we have uh, yeah. inside people. I think it's really critical that we constantly communicate what we are trying to accomplish. We as sales professionals to this team. Mm-hmm. And my daughter was in a uh, organization, still is actually. She was an SDR, and there wasn't a whole lot of communication between the salesperson who was the recipient of the lead mm-hmm. and the SDR that was creating it. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of times, there would be this 
back and forth, this tension of, like you said, Brian, these leads aren't very good, and we're saying, well, wait a minute, they said they had a had a, had an issue, and we th- we threw it over the wall because we thought they did. Yeah. So if there's not communication, there's a lot of room for yes, you know, just kind of confusion. Yes. That's really good. So I would say that. Uh, another element of the internal, and I, this might go to all three of them also, but I thought about where I see uh, leads become bad leads is through lack of effort in following up on them. So what happens oftentimes is, let's say an SDR sets a, um, a demo for me. So I'm an AE, SDR sets a demo. So I've got this lead that comes in and the person no-shows. I'm instantly like, well, they didn't show up, so it's their problem, that sort of thing. Where we've got as a sales team, we have to play a little marketing here too. We have to campaign people a bit. We can't just say, oh, yep, sorry, they didn't show up. Or if this is the, so I know this agency that I know that works really well, uh, the person I'm talking to there, she tells me that their biggest problem is that the salespeople don't know how to nurture a lead into a close, into a sales process. They just call them once and they wait two weeks and then call them again. And you can't do that. And then, then blame that the leads suck. You have to put effort into this. And so that's another thing. I'd, I'd have you look at how much effort do you have? What kind of campaign do you run? When you're given a lead, how often does that person hear from you yeah. in what ways? You yeah. have to campaign them. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. So, Brian, one of our new sponsors, Outreach, talks about this very thing. And the notion is that you wish you could have done more this month but didn't have the time, tools, or processes. Outreach is the leading sales engagement platform. It supports sales reps and their managers by making it simple to humanize and personalize communication at scale. I love that. Humanize and personalize communication. Automating the soul-sucking manual work and dramatically increasing the productivity of all revenue-generating teams. You can check them out at outreach.io slash ASP to chat, set up a chat, and receive a free copy of their new book. That's outreach.io slash ASP, turning your sales force into a revenue-driving machine. I love that. So I had another one here, which is probably more focused on external lead generation contractors or agencies. Mm -hmm. I want to know exactly what they're saying. I would want to hear it. Now, this is not the VP of sales. I'm talking about every salesperson should hear that because your future is in their hands. Uh, I I can imagine if Oprah had a lead generation uh, agency that she was working with. Do you think she would be a stickler for knowing what they were going to say? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'd say so. I do. She would want to have the calls recorded. She would want to coach them. She would want to take them into her mansion and talk about all the different <laughs> things they should be saying. She would also want to give them a depth of understanding of the real value of the product, too. She would see, I don't know why I picked over, but she would see <laughs> that this is more than just calling somebody up and trying to get a lead. This was yes. about them representing her company, and it is for us, too, representing our company in the market. And if we don't have any kind of a depth of understanding of the value we bring, then it's going to be shallow. And that's why the leads suck. No kidding. Because there's a shallow understanding yes. by, the, by the lead generators. And so the deeper you can get that understanding and the better you can coach them, and I, I assume that most of these lead generation companies record their calls. Yeah. If they don't, yeah. they should. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, so you can go back and listen. And if there's a problem with how your lead generation person is depicting your value, call them up, talk to them, Absolutely. chat with them, coach them. Don't just keep bitching and moaning about the bad leads. Yep. I, and I think I'm saying the same thing. If you're going outside to an agency, is my last uh, point here on this, is you, you got to think like you're one team. 
You cannot think like they're our agency that gives us leads and then they hand them to us and then they're out and you're out. It has to be seamless, so I good. think. You yeah. know, one, one, it has to be one and think of it that way and then own the whole thing. Like you said, if the, if the external team is not performing well, don't make it their fault, make it our fault, and then we got to figure out how to fix it make it better. Now, you might come to terms with it. You can't make it okay, but that has to be there. There has to be this partnership level, yeah. high and there's integration. Not. There's usually, usually not. not. No, usually Even internally, I would say... Yes. I mean, if I were a salesperson who was getting leads from internal or external, and I got a really good lead, and they turned into a sale, I probably would call that person up who generated lead Amen. and say, "Let me let me tell you what happened to this. Totally. We appreciate this. This this customer is going to benefit from our value, not yes. just we sold them stuff. Correct. But they're going to benefit because of your effort on the front end. Yes, really good, really good. So if you have a uh, a lead generation problem and you want to bring Brian and I in, or I and I or I. Or you have any Both kind of sales issues that you want to talk about with us, we are happy to either show up at an event or we can do it virtually. You can start the ball rolling by sending us an email at listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. Come see us in the subject line, and we'll make sure that one of us or both of us get back with you. We can we can only promise that somebody will get back with you. It could be both of us. It could be all three of us. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, let us know if you have something coming up in the next six months to nine months sometime this year. We'd love to start the conversation. And until next time, bye.